how to articulate the importance of censoring self-care, especially for Black women, and how that impacts the bottom line in their work, as well as everything that you know, they're holding within their personal lives as well. Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. So baddie, tell us about yourself. Sure. My name is Shana Renee. I am a mom. I'm that strong friend um, who shows up for my tribe. I'm a leadership and life coach, a healer, an athlete, um, a seeker, and just really excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited to have you. So can you tell us more about Shana Renee? Yes. Shana Renee is an organization that I started specifically to really focus on Black women in leadership. It's all about co-designing spaces, conditions, and methods for Black women in leadership to thrive. That sounds amazing, Shana. Would love to know what was the catalyst for starting Shana Renee? Yeah, so I've been coaching now for several years. And what I've noticed is um, as I'm coaching Black women in leadership, I notice trends. Um, trends around imposter syndrome, superwoman syndrome, um, just the, the stress and toll of gender disparities, racial disparities within various organizations and how it was t- taking a toll on both the confidence of the women I was coaching, it was taking a toll on their health, their well-being, and really their power. Um, and I experienced that myself as a Black woman you know, in leadership. And so really became inspired to create an entire specific space for Black women to really be called back in to who they are, to learn their, to relearn, uh, rediscover their power, um, and to really to heal in a place and creating a space such that they can heal themselves. Um, and I'm just so excited to be able to do it. Um, much like a lot of black women, you know, a lot of us kind of do that on the side or we try to cobble together and, and form our sister circles. And now it's time to center that work. That work is essential. And I'm just so excited to center it for it to have its own space, its own purpose. And that is literally what we exist, why we exist, what we're here to do. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do it every day. So now, let's hear more about Shayna Renee. Yes. So Shayna Renee has been in the works for about 720 days, um, at least consciously, right? I think this is something that I have been being prepared for throughout my entire life. Um, But consciously, I have been coaching leaders for many years, for about 15 years or so, and um, all kinds of leaders, executive leaders, superintendents, principals. I'm a former principal myself, former teacher. Um, And in the past about two years, I've been attracting more Black women in leadership than any other demographic. And what I've been noticing, I've been noticing very clear trends around needs, around desires, um, around, um, you know, really wanting a space where they can talk about what leading looks like specifically for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, kept hearing trends around the superwoman syndrome, how that specifically shows up on black women, 
on internalized racism and what to do with that and how to heal and how to kind of bring the intersections of leadership, spirituality, emotional intelligence all into one. Um, and thinking about my own path, right? My own leadership and my own spiritual journey um, and how that of course intersects with who I am as a mom, who I am as just a woman, who I am as a friend, who I am you know, as a partner. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that the people, the leaders who lead the strongest are those leaders who know how to lead and live integrated lives. So there's not really very much separation between their personal self and their leadership self, um, which is why I became and am a leadership and life coach. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I think it's time to create a space where Black women can come together, see each other as their mirror. Um, and really come together and grow in a holistic way, come together and heal in a holistic way. Um, and I'm just really excited to finally be positioned to be able to do that, to create spaces where we can do just that, um, where women can come together, grow the skill of emotional intelligence, but also heal on a much deeper level, on the inside out level, um, and do it unapologetically and, and do it in a very kind of fluid way um, that we've all kind of done and piecemealed for ourselves on the side. Right. <laughs> and now, you know, I'm like, you know what, let's make this official and we're going to centralize this um, and really have that space where we can do the, the kind of growing that we know we need to do that needs to be central so that we can continue leading boldly. And most importantly, like we always say, thrive while leading boldly. I love that. And how would you define space? Are you talking about physical space? Is it mental space? Like what type of space are you thinking? Yes. About? So there are two specific spaces that we've, we've already created. Mm -hmm. So one is a online group coaching space. So it's an eight week program. It's called Indigo Women Group Coaching Experience, where we meet weekly as a group up to 20 black women. Um, and each week we have what's called a coaching circle where I offer a little bit of content um, and a lot of time to connect and process. And then we have what's called Power Fridays, where we come together and we do coaching. So I coach the women in front of each other and we break down um, the coaching process. We break down you know, how it was done using a methodology that I've created called the R3 method, which stands for rebirth, reset, and renew. Um, and so that's that whole kind of inside out process that I was explaining of how to integrate your personal and your professional life. Um, so that's one space. The other space that we've created, and of course COVID has gotten in the way of this space, but right. <laughs> this space is a retreat. Um, so I'm partnering with Toby, who's amazing, another black woman. Um, and we are creating, we've already created two retreat spaces that will be now available in 2021. We were mm -hmm. planning to launch this year. One will be in the Baltimore area and the other will be in June, 2021. And then there'll be another retreat we'll offer in the Bay area in October, 2021. Um, and so for a while, those will be the two distinct spaces. Um, I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, for folks who really want an individualized journey. Um, but that's what I mean for now. Um, those are the, the running spaces. We have lots of plans moving forward uh, for Shayna Renee in terms of um, spaces that we will particularly offer. Um, and also what we mean by that is uh, we also provide consultation to okay. organizations who 
are looking to lead more so with a racial equity lens. They may be companies that recognize that they too are a part of the statistic where you see um, black women as the demographic that's turning over the quickest. Um, and they're ready to do the work. They have an inkling as to why that might be. And they're really interested to really do a root cause analysis to really see exactly what's going on so that they can create conditions such that their black women um, can thrive. And we all know once we design for the margins, if black women can thrive, then everyone can thrive. In that yes. So what COVID has taught us and we've talked about is like space looks different. And so mm-hmm. I think it's powerful that you are creating that space in the midst of people being in their personal space to be able to tap in those moments. So um, thank yes. you for sharing that. Around of course, space. of course, it's an honor. What have been some learnings that you've had along this journey um, from like this idea, just like manifesting and just like sitting in your spirit? What have been some learnings that you've had? And also as a Black woman, like navigating in the space and creating spaces uh, for Black women? Yes. Yes. So many lessons. I think the one that surfaces to the top right now is really just like, first for myself, believing and knowing that this is important, right? So, so many of us within COVID, um, we're realizing how important centering self-care is. Many of us have not been there before. And so I think for me, the journey has been um, really understanding what that means, what thriving actually means, what it means to have a, a self-care mindset, not just a set of practices, but like that's literally how I, you know, view how I spend my time. That has been a journey. <laughs> um, I was definitely, you know, superwoman syndrome number one uh, many years ago. And I will never forget a spiritual teacher told me years ago, Shana, once you learn how to center self-care, everything else in your life will fall into place. And I looked at her like, I mean, that sounds good. But um, I didn't have a vision or even really examples to really point to that really allowed me to see the importance of that. First of all, whether that was possible, one. Then two, you know, is it that important? Will it really happen that way? And watching my own life um, unfold and watching me, you know, pick up different spiritual practices in the mornings and in the evenings and now throughout the day and seeing the impact that it has on how I show up for myself, how I show up for my children, how I show up for my clients. I mean, I look back and I just am just so thankful. I'm like, I don't know how I was surviving before. Um, And so first, the first lesson was like learning it myself. And then the lesson is around um, really coaching women to understand that for themselves. and, and now it's about, you know, now we have a bunch of organizations who are investing in their Black women in this way and sending them through. And so the lesson continues to be how to articulate the importance of censoring self-care, especially for Black women, and how that impacts the bottom line in their work, as well as everything that's, you know, they're holding within their personal lives as well. Yeah. And this is the piece around like learning it for yourself mm-hmm. and now like turning to like coach other black women to learn it for themselves. It makes me think about how they always talk about the beautician's hair 
it may not always be done because she's so worried about other people and making sure mm-hmm. you look good. Now I do know some beauticians who have like their hair is always on point, mm-hmm. but there are some that like sacrifice those moments to take care of themselves, to take care of other people. And so I appreciate you pointing out, like, I had to do it for myself. Yes. I'm encouraging other Black women to do it for themselves <laughs> and to mm-hmm. share with another sister so they can do it for themselves. So mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful that yep. you hear that. And we don't talk yeah. about that enough. Yeah, got to give from the overflow. Um, I always quote my shaman, Rochelle Faithful, who always says, we teach what we need to learn. Um, and it's so true. And I had to kind of get over that myself. Like, am I supposed to do this? I used to struggle with this. Um, but oftentimes the greatest teachers are those who have learned the lesson and then can embody the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And they can give from a full cup. Um, and I'm just grateful to be in a place now where I can do that. Yes. What have been some challenges that you've had throughout this journey or throughout your journey as you were um, getting Shana Renee off the ground? Yeah. So I, um, this is my second business. And one thing was just saying yes right now. I mean, spirit, you know, (laughs) like I said, this has been placed on my heart for a very long time. It's been about two years in the making, but I kept getting this nudge to actually put it out and start it in March, Uh right when the pandemic happened of 2020. And I fought that and I fought that and I fought that. Because I'm like, oh, how do you launch a business in a pandemic? Um, this was, and this was right before, this was a couple of weeks before the racial uprising, global uprising. And I, you know, I've learned the hard way <laughs> to listen to that nudge before it mm-hmm. gets too loud. And so I went ahead and did it. Um, and what was hard about that was not necessarily having, you know, everything in place. Um, I didn't have all the pieces for Indigo Women ready to go. Um, I didn't feel quote unquote ready. Um, I had the vision. I had, you know, I knew exactly what I needed to do, but I didn't necessarily start it in a very, you know, if you will, orthodox way. And so that was scary. Um, But I also had started a business beforehand called Teach to Lead about eight years ago. Um, did start that business a little bit more traditionally, a um, little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, but with this one, the timing just did not seem right. I mean, everyone was kind of uncertain in this place of uncertainty, including myself. Right. Um, didn't really know, you know, kind of what time would people have, what resources would people have? You know, is this the time to censor self-care? Is it not? Um, and so it was first getting over my own self-doubt and the doubt of some others too. Like, I don't know, girl, if you want to do that right now. Right. Um, but it, it worked out and we're right now in the midst of our inaugural cohort of Indigo women. Um, they are amazing and they're having a great time. We're getting great feedback and we've just set the dates for cohort two. So really excited to do that. Um, but I would say probably... the technical piece though, it's more of an adaptive challenge. A technical challenge was really around marketing. Uh, Marketing has never been my strong suit. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's different about this business is that I'm not necessarily squarely focusing in the education sector, which is where I'm coming from. And I've been for the past almost 20 years. And so, you know, with my prior business, 
um, marketing wasn't as much of a need because it was really based upon network and who I knew and Mm -hmm. I was getting referrals, whereas this, this is happening here, but I'm also casting a much wider net. Um, you know, I'm here to serve black women globally and it doesn't matter what sector that they're in. Um, I, I want to support them, um, and make sure they have a network, um, that they can use as their own springboard. And so that part (laughs) has been difficult. That's something I'm still doing right now. Um, I just, you know, started working with a consultant to help me really think through what could a marketing strategy look like? Mm -hmm. Um, because this is new for me as a business person. Um, and so, you know, actually having a real formalized sales funnel and figuring out, you know, the way to do that authentically, I think has been the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, I come from the education sector. And so, you know, like, I don't like things that sound too salesy or, you know, and I had to kind of find my own way of Mm -hmm. articulating who we are, what we're about. And I'm very big on the law of attraction. And I know we're going to attract who we're for, you know, right. And so it's just been interesting navigating, you know, kind of traditional principles for what marketing may look like and making sure that it fits our values and who we are. Um, So I'm still figuring that one out. Yeah. And not trying to adjust who you are to fit marketing and how everyone else is doing it. Just do it in a way that's authentic to Shannon Renee. There we go. (laughs) That's it. Yes. And this piece around yes in the midst of a pandemic, just like, mm. I'm going I'm to put it out into the world. I feel like there's been a lot of like, I'm going to put things out into the world. Also because like all of the world is just like waiting because mm. we all have been sitting at home sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and having that moment to pause yeah. and to really like mm. take it all in. And, you know, mm. I just think this moment in time People like we've needed it because we've just been so go, go, go. And now yes. we have the moment to just like slow it down, create that space, be in that space mm-hmm. and just say yes. So um, I love that piece around yes. And also you talked about putting out something that's not necessarily buttoned up just mm-hmm. to like to add to that. Yes. So it's like, yes, I'm putting it out here. And also it may not be all the way done, but I'm going to put it out here because I need to take a take a. um Take a leap of faith. Exactly. And trust, and trust that nudge. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hard for a Virgo. What? <laughs> Tell me about it. Ooh. The Virgo struggle. <laughs> it is very real, y'all. What are some words of advice in thinking about some of these like challenges and learnings that you've had and also things that you've turned into opportunities? What yeah. words of advice would you give to baddies? who have budding businesses, who mm-hmm. have maybe been thinking about something or in this moment of like creating mm-hmm. and manifesting, what words of advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it just, you know, we've been touching around it. It really is tap into your gut, um, truly tap into your gut. Whatever it is you're building, um, it's for you to build for a reason, um, likely reasons that you don't even know yet. Right. And that's something that I know about Shane Renee. I know what it is for me right now, but I have no idea what this is going to mean to me and other people years from now. And so if you have it in your heart to do just first, just trust your gut Um, Two, surround yourself with mentors and coaches, people who are on the same path that you're on. 
Um, but also make sure that you're doing that from a place of abundance and not scarcity, not from a place of you're, you're lacking in something, Mm -hmm. but it's really about people who can amplify what you already have going on. Um, and making sure you're partnering with people who are there to amplify and to fill up, who know that you're coming to them full, whole, ready to go, ready to rock. And maybe they have a skill set um, that you don't have just yet. Um, like, for example, that's why I'm partnering with a marketing consultant. Um, and so really make sure that you're partnering with people who compliment you um, and do your due diligence and making sure they can deliver on your behalf as well. Um, and then three, you know, have a loose plan, right? Like uh, uh, some advice that was given to me when I started uh, my first business, um, a mentor said to me, Shana, what, is it, what does it take to start a business? Mm-hmm. And first I said, I, uh, money? And he said, <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was like, I mean, yeah, you know, you need money, but not necessarily. Like, what makes a business? And I was like, oh, like clients or customers? He's like, exactly. And he was like, stop writing the business plan and go get clients. Yeah. Um, that was some of the best advice that I received. And um, it's still paying forward in this business, right? Like that's part of what gave me the confidence to just say, you know what? I'm, I feel it in my gut to put this out, even though it's not exactly where I would like it to be, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, so I, I would just say for those of you pouring over your plans, pouring over your business plan, um, as someone who has seen a business through, I learned truly what Teach to Lead was through my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, They gave me so much feedback and gave me so much information about exactly what truly was going to meet their needs. And so, you know, um, I would just say, do stay in a state of action. Um, Stay in a state of action, especially if you are somebody like me who likes to plan. Um, Just remember, along with that plan, you have to act. And it's through that action that you're actually going to get the information that you need to take your business to the next level. Yes. Ooh, tap into your gut. Yes. Tap into the network. If you don't know something, don't feel like you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, take action. Tap into that action. Yes. yes. Um, Okay. For a moment, Shana, Mm -hmm. we are going to manifest some things for Shana Renee. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So where do you aspire for Shana Renee to be in two to three years? Woo. And how can the community of baddies help you get there starting from the time they listen to this episode? Woo. Oh, that's a good question, Malron. Um, It came from my gut. Woo. <laughs> I felt that. You felt it? <laughs> I had to take a breath. Right. <laughs> I am putting out there that in two to three years, Shana Renee will be the hub for Black women globally in leadership to come heal together, do their work, and support each other, and truly, 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 first thriving for themselves and for their loved ones. And I really do believe in our vision statement. Mm-hmm. which is when Black women thrive, humanity thrives. In two to three years, honey, <laughs> Black women, Black women are leading our entire world in mm-hmm. what it means to put humanity first and what it truly means to lead. Ooh, I got chills. That, that, is, that is good. 
How can the baddies support you? Baddies, you can support me by signing up. Um, uh, look out for more information. We shut, we're about to release the dates for cohort two. We're going to do this one community at a time. And so baddies, we would love for you to be a part of the Indigo Women Tribe. Um, be a part, sign up, tell your girlfriends to sign up, come support us. Let's get it. I love it. Uh, where can we find you on social media and the interwebs? Yes. So speaking of, remember y'all, I told you marketing, you know, it's a growth area for me. So <laughs> We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it, y'all. And y'all are going to hold, that's also baddies, how you can hold me accountable. Okay? Right. So first on Instagram, I am at the Shana Renee. You can find me on Facebook at Shana Hammond. And you can also find me under my name, Shana Hammond on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Yes. And um, do you have any closing baddie business tips or Shana Renee tips that you want to leave us with today? Mm. I mean, what comes to mind when you ask that is joy. If you're ever in a place where you're feeling stuck or um, not knowing what to do, the first question to ask is, what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. Um, that is my wish for baddies everywhere, for black women everywhere, truly, is to experience joy as much as possible. Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things baddies with business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support baddies with business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the baddies with business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audre Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcome. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad, be bold, be a baddie.